We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody up. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0, and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall, the teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars, and that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal, soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. On today's episode of the Prior Podcast, we have the offensive line and the tight end position. We're going to break down the offensive line and the tight ends and see if our offensive line is actually better than last year's offensive line. Does TJ Hawkinson have to have a big year? Find out on episode 111 of the Pride Podcast. episode 111 on the blue wire network i am your host tyler today's episode is going to be sponsored by bet online ag malcolm and pierre how you boys doing today we're doing a little late night uh recording how you guys doing Woo! good bro let's get this thing rolling sir yes sir so we talked about the wide receivers last episode where pierre joined us back for the recap that was some good stuff you know good little debate you know some that was good so go check that out if you guys haven't already we also did the secondary, and then me and Malcolm uh, covered the front seven. So if you guys are interested in that, go check this out. Uh, we're going to go cover the offensive line and the tight ends today. So that's a, it's going to be interesting. You know, There's been a lot of maneuvering at these two positions um, over this offseason. So there's a lot to talk about in both of these two positions. So let's get right into it. I want to get off to the, the big question that's kind of – been circling around this whole offseason kind of with the Kenny Galladay news and I said stay tuned for next episode when I said that last episode and I want to talk about Taylor Decker I asked last episode should we extend Kenny Galladay and what would the price range be and I'm going to ask the more controversial question should we extend left tackle Taylor Decker I'll start off with Pierre yeah you I mean you look around the NFL good left tackles are hard to find right when you have one, he might not be great, but he's good. He's a franchise left tackle, maybe, and you extend him. I don't think it's, I think it's a no-brainer. It's, it's pretty simple. Yeah, um, I think I agree. I agree honestly. Uh, when I look at Taylor Decker, I don't think he's a phenomenal left tackle. I don't, but I think he is serviceable, more than serviceable. I think he's an above-average left tackle at the pro level. Um, injuries kind of 
had a little bug in his career after his rookie year. He had a phenomenal rookie year and then had a little injury and then took a little longer to recover from. But overall, I think Taylor Decker is that guy. I think uh, it was a solid draft pick by Bob Quinn. I think he, you know, he, he deserves to be our left tackle for the future. You know, I think he, he's shown it. Um, I had some questions last year going into the season. If you told me this last year, I don't know. Because, you know, Taylor Decker in 2018 was like whatever. But I think after week two, you know, because he had a, a tough week one versus the Cardinals, then he sat out week two with an injury. I think Taylor Decker just picked up his game completely after that. You know, he played like a, a very solid left tackle, you know, not too many pressures. And in the run game, you know, he was solid. So I think he's just a solid left tackle in general. I don't think he's great. I just I think he, he's more than serviceable, and I think he deserves the contract. And kind of like Pierre says, it's hard to find left tackles in the league. They're expensive. So I, I'm completely fine with extending Taylor Decker. And I think they kind of made it clear that they are going to extend him after this offseason we let Graham Glasgow walk. I think it came down to the decision who they rather value more, Glasgow or Taylor Decker. And right. honestly, we've seen with you know Jeff Davison, who's not our offensive line coach anymore, but you know we have the same family tree. We just promoted someone within the staff, uh, Hank, uh, Hank something. Fraley. Fraley, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of his last name. <laughs> But, you know, he's within the staff, so he knows, obviously, the offensive line. I assume he's just going to pick up on what Jeff Davison left. But, you know, we've seen, you know, with the rotation of guards, they, they obviously value tackles more in this, you know, this offensive line. So I, I think it's a, like Pierre, it's a no-brainer. I think you do extend Taylor Decker. I think it makes complete sense. And it's it's a more valuable position with the line because they're going to get 100% of the snaps rather than a guard. So I think the line's already made the decision right. with letting Graham Galasco go and, um, as of right now, keeping Taylor Decker, and as of right now, I'm, I'm getting signals that he is going to get extended. I, that, that's just my gut feeling right now, but that's not confirmed. I think it's going to happen before the season, though, but we'll see. What do you think, Malcolm? I like Taylor Decker, and like you said, if you told me this last year, I would have said, no, I think we need to upgrade because I think Taylor Decker is a very average tight uh, tackle in the league. Week one, he was actually showing that. That he was, you know, he was getting beat left to right. It wasn't looking good. It got to the point that me and Tyler was thinking maybe we should start Crosby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we were thinking maybe we should start. Yeah, yeah. And then and Pierre was like, no, we got to give him a chance. So yeah, he definitely came out and proved himself. Now, is he the best tackle in the league? No. Is he flag happy? Yes. He does get a lot of penalties. Is he good against a run? Not, not really. He's all right. He's, he's, he's solid. again, again, he's. Average or above average, man, and I think that's that's good enough. Now, this is the question that that we may have. They're probably going to sign him what next year, next off season. I think it's going to happen this off season. Personally, it's going to happen this off season. That's my gut. That's my that's gut. Your gut. But, so, but, maybe, they, but maybe they do want to play it out. And they want to yeah. see how he does this year. Yeah, I was going to say, what happens if they play it out and say if he gets hurt, then what do you do? That's that's going to be thing. Like a deal, probably right. When you approve it, do you think so? If he gets he hurt, hurt yeah. and he comes back towards the end of the year. But you could tell he's still hurt. But he's having a horrible. He's not bouncing back the way he's supposed to. Then what do you do? When you approve, approve it, do? Yeah. Yeah, you'd 100%. have to do that. They're hard to find, man. Because I, w- I wouldn't give up on it completely after that. Because we've seen him have come back from injury. He slowed. You know, like he wasn't the same. Yeah, exactly. Then, then you know he kind of got into that groove again. So I definitely do approve it here, hundred percent. Maybe guys, even a how- franchise tag. Franchise tag. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, you might that have to tag like, him because like other teams might have interest in him. So. Yeah. I was gonna say like, what do you do? But yeah, that that makes sense. A lot of if you tag him, give him another year, that's fine. But what do you do in the meantime? Do you still like potentially draft another tackle, or do you just roll with roll Crosby just in case the worst case scenario? You can roll Crosby to finish off the year, then what? Go and get another tackle. I mean, I don't know. It's too early to talk about. Yeah, it's too early to talk about. What about really what about know. what about what about pay? How much is how much is he expected to make? Uh, no I mean, what did Laramie Tonto get? You got a lot. You got like twenty, I think twenty or hold on. So, so say so, if they do, so so say if he's requesting for twenty million, do you no. get that to Taylor Decker? No, no. I no, think no. he's worth like 15, fifteen, probably 15, like 15, sixteen, somewhere in the twelve to fifteen range. I think if he gets, you think he's gonna, think he's gonna ask for twelve to fifteen? He, bro, that's the going rate for left tackles. I mean, Big V got nine, and Big V is improving. He's a right tackle. Imagine so how big, much Decker could command. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Big V was a backup. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So Decker is going to come in double that, maybe. He could command 18. That's what I'm saying, 18, 19, 20. Would you be okay yeah. with that? <laughs> I, I said 16 and 17 was my max for Taylor Decker. I mean, I'm not Bob Quinn, thank God, but he has some like decisions. I mean, if, if he has a great year, then, I mean... I, if he I, has a great year, I'm down with it. If he, he can play me, to the first-round potential... If he shows me that rookie season flashes, I mean... 
Sure. I mean, he's still young, dude. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is young. Was he like 25 or 26? So. I don't. I, w- I wouldn't mind it. I just think that the price tag gets too high, man. I think you just gotta let him, let him, let him sail in the start in the off season. I just don't want to go through another left tackle hunt again. I think we have kind of a solid enough yeah. guy. I just I don't want to go through this hunt again. <laughs> left tackles are not fun. When you don't have a left tackle, like it's your awful. whole line, yeah, especially your blind side, you gotta would, protect your quarterback. Would Would you be comfortable starting Crosby until you find that left tackle? Crosby's kind of like a bridge starting left tackle. Them, yeah. Yeah. A, br- a bridge gonna, tackle. He's not gonna so, be like the starter forever, but he's like gonna be that guy. So say if uh, you need a tackle, but you know you have him starting, and then like, you could draft guys, and then you see maybe if one guy comes available in the off season, you can then grab that guy. See, when we drafted Terrell Crosby, I never really expected him to ever be a starter full time. I always just expected him to be a swing tackle, you know, just to fill in when needed. If someone's struggling, someone's hurt, and just to be a swing tackle. And I think that's the perfect role for Terrell Crosby. I don't think Terrell Crosby, you know. I don't think Bob Quinn ever anticipated – I don't know what he anticipated, but I don't think he ever anticipated of making Terrell Crosby a, a full-time starter. And I think that you know they proved it with the big V signing this offseason. And you know uh, obviously you have Taylor Decker on your roster right now. I think the decision with Taylor Decker really shows what the f- view of Terrell Crosby. If they extend Taylor Decker, I, I think Terrell Crosby is just a swing tackle in the future for the Detroit Lions. I, I mean I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like that role, and when his contract's up, he goes to a different team that maybe values him as a starter. But that's tough. I mean, what I what I would view as Crosby though is just a swing tackle. I never swing viewed tackle. him or anticipated him ever be a full time starter on a sixteen game level season, yeah. or now it will be seventeen game level season. So uh, do you think he can? Do you think he can do it though? I have to see more. I mean, we've seen flashes. You know, he could step in. We've seen in, games. Honestly. We've seen yeah, games. Yeah, we we've seen games where he he stepped in and did a really good job. Like one that awesome. you know, awesome job. Yeah, that you know really like comes to my eye was that Chargers game, the one we went to. You know, where yeah. he he held yeah, down yeah. Bosa and Melvin Ingram. You know, whoever was coming towards him and Stafford never got hit. He never got sacked. Sacks. Zero sacks. So I mean, he's proved he could do it, but could he do it on a consistent uh, seventeen game level? I I can't say that because I've seen. Yeah preseason games like Terrell Crosby where he struggles mm-hmm. or I've seen training camp where Terrell Crosby struggles so I don't know if I can count on Terrell Crosby to be a consistent guy for me to go 17 games I mean that's interesting I mean I would have to see more you know I have to see more on a consistent level I just haven't seen it yet though to make me believe that also they, there's also flexibility like say like they let Decker walk you know they have Big V under contract Big V could play both right and the left Mm-hmm. Maybe they want to put Big V on the left side and then Crosby on the right side. I'd be more comfortable with Crosby on the right side and the left side, to be honest. That's just me. And then um, speaking of, like, Decker's contract, so I don't know if, like, you guys have heard of Spotrack. Yeah. Yes, they have yes. him. His calculated market at value right now is $12.8 million a year. They have him at four years, $51.2 million, making him the ninth highest paid left tackle. See, that's I think it'll get a little more than that. Yeah, I see, that's very fair though. I mean, I would even right. be mad if they gave him more than that. that I that's, could see like maybe fourteen or fifteen. They have him at twelve point eight. That'll be great if that works. And yeah, I'm all in. Yeah, I, I think that's you know something to watch out for this offseason. I think that's my gut right now is telling me it's going to happen this offseason. I I think you know kind of like we mentioned with the Gallaudet situation where yeah. BQ has pulled the trigger before the season and yeah. you know we still have so much cap left and you know as of right now they're you know, not anticipating any free agency. I mean, obviously, coronavirus is going on, so you can't, you know, work out these guys. Um, we've heard some under undercover stuff, but that's for the whole different. <laughs> <a> whole different <laughs> but uh, you know, you're technically legally not supposed to be working out these guys right now with the whole facilities closed down and players are not allowed in there unless you're injured or whatever. So I don't know. I think they still have so much cap room, and I think they kind of left it. For these, you know, for these type of moves, for guys like Galladay and Taylor Decker, so that's what I'm anticipating before the season starts, if it, if we obviously have a season. So right, we'll see. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. And there's no better place to start than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Get in on the action this week's big UFC fight, or check out the odds on NASCAR. Formula One and the Premier League. Can't wait for your favorite team to come back. Bet Online has future odds including win totals, division winners, and even league championships. Or check out our daily simulations of Madden and NBA 2K to watch and wager on. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. 
Bet Online, your online wagering experts. All right. Uh, my second question for you guys is: It's still about the offensive line. It, you know, like I mentioned, you know, there's a lot of maneuvering pieces. We lost Graham Glasgow. We released Ricky Wagner, and we bring in guys like Jonah Jackson, Logan Stenberg, Big V from the Eagles. So, you know, this is an interesting question: Is the O line better, similar, or worse from 2019? I'll start off with Malcolm here. On paper, you're asking me, are they better? Just On overall? paper, overall. We have a lot of question marks. I don't even know who is starting at guard right now. Besides for Joe Dahl, probably. Yeah, but, but besides Joe Dahl, who's is it going to be Jonah Jonah Jackson? Is he starting? I think oh. he could. I, I think he could. Is Kenny Wiggins starting? He could. Ode Abushi. Is Ode starting? I, I, <clears throat> I don't know. So this is a very tough question to, 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 to answer right now. Can they be better? Sure. All these guys could come out and ball out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they could come out. They could all be... Run plowers, you know, they could, you know, make holes in the gaps and create running rooms and we could have a running game and they could keep Stafford upright. I mean, a lot of things could happen, but we haven't, I can't, I don't even know who's there. I don't know who's our right guard. Yeah, and we just lost a really good right guard, obviously, in Graham Glasgow as well, going to the yeah. Broncos. Yeah, um, so I have no idea. Are they going to move Joe Dahl, right, right guard, and plug Jonah Williams left? Or are they going to keep Jonah Jackson? Jo- Jonah Jackson, yeah, Jonah Jackson. Like, I, I don't know. I'm so confused right now, so I can't say. This is a, I guess you could say, incomplete. <laughs> question mark? Question mark? It's a question mark for me. I, did, I have no answer to that. Did, did. Um, what do you think, Pierre? I think, like, the three main positions they love, the left tackle, right tackle, and center, I think they feel really confident in that. You just see, I mean, they got a first round on Decker. Ragnar was a first round pick, and Big V was their big signing. So I think those three guys are set. And then you look at the guard, I think there's going to be a rotation between four guys. It's going to be Dahl, um, Wiggins, Jackson, and Stenberg. I think they're going to rotate on – I think Jackson and Dahl will probably start. I wouldn't be surprised to be Jackson and Wiggins or Dahl and Wiggins just because they're, like, more veterans because, you know, this year guys, like, didn't um, really, like, practice as much. Minicamp was canceled Virtual. to the virus. So I could see them going with the veterans maybe. But make no mistake, Jackson's going to play a big part of it, and I think Stenberg, they're going to slowly bring him along as well. So you don't see um, Odeabusi with a, a role in that that offensive line? I mean, line? bro, like, there's – will he even make the team? I think he competes with Wiggins at the end of the day. Yeah, I think they like Wiggins more, though, just because, like, I don't know. We'll see. Wiggins you know, is a lot, a lot of question, as well. A lot of question marks. But yeah, I will say but, this. I will say this, though. I am high on Big V. You guys – I know I've been, been telling you guys forever. I think, you know, when they sign a guy that quick – and they pay him that much money, and he's like a backup role. Patricia's seen something in that guy. I'm not sure if it was a Super Bowl when they played against each other, and Big V probably put his, you know, he probably held his side every time he was on the field in yeah. the Super Bowl. I'm not sure if that's what it is that made Patricia fall in love with him and immediately went after him. But I think this is a guy that may shock a lot of people. Yeah, Don't forget, I, they also have Unlin. They bring him from Philly, so Unlin knows him pretty well, too. He worked yeah. on the defensive side of the ball, but he saw him practice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm still skeptical about that big V signing. I'm not – I don't love it. I don't hate it yet. I just want to see it first. You know, it's so, like, new to me. You know, I don't know much about big V. You know, he hasn't proved it, you know, on a consistent level. Kind of like Terrell Crosby, but I think he's better than Terrell Crosby, obviously. But, like, you know, he just hasn't been consistently starting, you know. Um it's going to be interesting to see what his – I mean, not his, what his role is going to be. I think he is the starting right tackle, no question. But, you know, just I'm interested to see what he could do on a 16-game season, you know, consistently playing week in, week out, and how he's going to perform, you know, because when he's been able to step in, he's been really good. Um, to go more with the versatility of Big V, you know, where you mentioned he could play left tackle, he could play the guard position. It's not ideal, obviously. We've seen in Philly, he struggled when he's played the guard position. You know, he's obviously at best at right tackle. So I think the Lions have to keep him at right tackle at all costs right. and can't move him. I think he has to be a consistent right tackle on this team. But I think there's there could be some optimism, but I'm still skeptical about it. You know, I think he could really help the run game. That's his, you know, his strong suit. But, you know, I'm, I'm just a little, little scared of the past, you know, the uh, pass coverage. You know, he's not been the best in pass coverage in the past, so... That's going to be a question, you know, is he better than Rick Wagner in that department?
department. I can't say he is or isn't. You know, Rick Wagner was solid in that department. He wasn't great, but he was solid. Rick Wagner was just awful in, in the run game. So, yeah. um, but you know, that's Daryl Bevel. What does Bevel love to do? He loves to run the ball. So I think this is more of a scheme fit for Daryl Bevel and uh, Hank Hank Freeman. <laughs> Keep forgetting the guy's name. <laughs> yeah. So I think they just kind of went with the more of a scheme fit. And kind of like I mentioned earlier, I think they just value tackles and like a center more than guards, showing yeah. why they let a guy like Graham Glasgow, a really solid guy, go, you know, for, with no care at all. They just let him walk. You know, they said bye-bye, shook his hand, and they didn't want to even talk about an extension with Graham Glasgow. So they they obviously value the tackles more and the center more in this scheme. So right. I'm I'm skeptical about it. You know, I, I want to see how it could be. And that same, same thing with that right guard. Jonah Jackson was a guy I really liked coming out of college. You know, he was, I think, my second favorite interior offensive lineman in this class after Damian Lewis. I, I mentioned Damian Lewis a lot from LSU. I think Jonah was number two on my interior offensive line class. So I was really high on him. I was really, you know, stoked about the pick when they got him in the third round. I thought it was really good value for Jonah Jackson. So, you know, he showed that at Ohio State that, he, you know, when he came from when he transferred from Rutgers, you know, he could compete with the big dogs at a high level still. So I, I, I'm super stoked about Jonah Jackson. I think he's going to be a great fit. With the rotation of guards, though, man, I would like to see him avoided, honestly. I want to just have a solid five where we could just be consistent with it, let these guys get chemistry where we're not just ruining the chemistry and having guys come in and come out. I just don't like that. Guys like Kenny Wiggins yeah. coming in when not needed. Like, yeah. keep those guys, you know, needed if there's an injury I don't or someone struggling. I don't think we just take out a guy like Graham Glasgow like last year just for no reason just because we want to keep this rotation of guards. So I hope with a new offensive line coach, I know it's the same tree, but – I hope we could just, you know, keep a solid five and I, you know, just a solid five where they're just getting the job done, where we, we where we don't have to rotate our guards. But overall, I think this offensive line's got a lot of potential. But like Malcolm mentioned, it's a question right now. I, you know, we we got to see it first. You know, it's it's new. It's new. You know, on the left side, it's it's about the same with Decker if Joe Dahl stays there, and then you got Ragnar at center. But the right side is completely new right now, potentially with with Big V, and then yeah whoever's starting at right guard. So it's new. So I got to see it, but I think it's got potential to be very good. But if I'm going to say if it's going to be better, I'm not going to say it's going to be better. I think it's going to be very similar to what it was last year. I, I think Jonah Jackson fills in for Graham Velasco pretty solid. I think Big V could you know, be an upgrade over Rick Wagner, but I don't think it's going to be a huge upgrade. I don't think it's going to be a huge downgrade. I think it's just going to be about you know similar from what we saw in 2019, which is good enough. You know, it's solid. It's average. I think they're an average offensive line. I don't think they're a top five offensive line. I don't think they're a bottom five offensive line. I think they're a top 15 offensive line. And I think that's very fair. And that's yeah. what I ask for when you build a team. So I like this core. I don't love it, but I like it. So I think they have potential to be pretty good. When you said Big V could only play right tackle, I just I think it also play left tackle. He can. You don't want him at guard, though. Maybe left tackle, like, in an injury situation or, like, like for example, Decker leaves. I mean, if he's playing left tackle for his once a year, maybe I wouldn't be, a, like, I wouldn't, like, be as concerned of the left tackle. I'd say that. That's like, fair. he's serviceable. Let me, let, me ask a, let me ask a question, man, because I know last year, um, when we just say, like, when whenever our center got hurt or when um, Ragdon got hurt, yeah, they they were switching Graham and as a center, and they'll plug in another guard. Right. What be the scenario this year? It, would it be Would it be um Wiggins? Will Wiggins go, go as center and then play that no. role? I think he played. Hell no. <laughs> I think he played center in the Jets. I no, think he did. With he did I don't think so. Okay, and he never he never did it with Detroit, but I know I think in the Jets he was he he played some center. Um, would they do Jonah Jackson? Well, Jonah Jackson would be the guy to fill in that 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 role I don't think center. So. They have two guys on the roster, I think, right now that could do it. Russell <laughs> Bodine. Bodine, yep, Russell Bodine, Joe Dahl, and the kid from last year, uh, Bo Benshaw. Benshaw. Bo Benshaw. Yeah. Okay, so you think so? Bo Benshaw could play center. Those three guys, yeah. Uh, they said they're like cross training him at guard and center. How okay. about that? How about that one guy? We haven't mentioned him yet. Garnett, the former first round pick from the Niners. Could he play center? I thought it was a I guard. Know, but are, are I know he's a guard, but I'm saying, could he play center? I don't know. Now, this is the thing I'm talking about in the season. Like, Do you do you see these a lot of these guys still on the roster at that no, time? No, obviously not. I mean, Maybe not, to... not, but like, if you have an injury, though, they know the playbook and stuff. You give them a call, be like, hey, come join our team for if like they're not a week signed or two. If they're not yeah, signed. They're not signed. Yep. Yeah. I think Russell Bowden makes a lot of sense because he actually was a center for a long time in Cincy and I believe in Buffalo for a couple of years. Yeah. So. I think he would be the most ideal situation, but him making the roster, I mean, that's he's going to have to impress, obviously, during camp. But 
Russell Bowden was kind of an underrated signing to me, honestly, low key. I, I think he's got solid potential to be, a, you know, a solid center if needed. Obviously, if Frank goes down, it's not ideal. It's not Frank Ragnow. You're not going to get a Frank Ragnow out of Russell Bowden. No. Yeah, there's no that, way now. That's not what you're getting out of Russell Bowden. But I think, you know, if needed for a game, I think that's my best bet. You know, he, he's a proven center in the league. He's done right. it at a serviceable job. So that's my best guess if he's still available in the market, which he was all of last year. So um as you know as long as teams don't need centers i think he'll be out there assuming he doesn't make the team unless he has a hell of a camp and proves he could be versatile i think russell bodine is my best guess so jonah yeah. jackson will be a will be a no because i don't know do, i don't know why i think that he played some center i don't think he did i think he played he never exclusively plays, at, he uh, played exclusively at guard at guard i could check though i don't know why i remember um i think yeah. we were breaking him down i had him listed as like a Graham Glasgow 2.0, just a cheaper version. Yeah, the the only thing is though, with uh, if Ragnar goes down during a game, I don't know what you do because that's, like, that's, that's what I was saying. Like during the game, because last I think that, that's what happened. Off. That's that's what happened last year. So last year he got hurt during the game. They immediately rotated Graham Glasgow to center, yeah. and they put Kenny Wiggins as as a guard, which is so ideal, which is it's just smart. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you do if you come across a situation like that mid-game? So I was thinking, like, let's say the starters are Decker, Dahl, Ragnow, uh, Jackson, and Big V. Let's just say those are the starters. If Ragnow goes down, I think you put Dahl at center, and then you bring in Wiggins at the other guard spot, or Abushi or Stenberg, or Stenberg, or whoever. Whoever's, like, the best one out of the guys. I think that's what they do, and then they, then they just roll with it. Then they do, like, the three-man rotation instead of the four. Yeah. I know you guys hate that. I hate the rotation, too, but... My understanding is they like to keep their guys fresh and healthy, and they're going to continue to do it. How the hell is that going to keep? How the hell is that going to keep them? How the hell is that going to keep them healthy? Uh, you're not like <laughs> limited snaps, I guess. Yeah, limited snaps. Yeah, like they, like, give them they're no, fresh. Give them no they're snaps. not like tired. You know, they're like fresh. They come in fresh. They're not as tired. I, I think it's stupid, but yeah, I, I'm not I, a fan of it either. Yeah. Bro, but <laughs> my understanding this, is they're going to continue to do it. That's what yeah, I think. This, I think this, it this will. is my theory of it. I mean, this is not proven. Don't don't quote me on this. This is a theory. I think honestly, they may have been given Taylor um, Kenny Wiggins to sub in with him, just in case if they were to lose Graham Kalaskow. This could have been like a tryout for for, for Kenny Wiggins. You saying to, to see, get chemistry with the line? To get chemistry with the line, to, and to see if he can handle playing with the starters. That's just a theory. It's not real. I haven't even looked into it. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I don't really. I don't think you should be testing that during like a big ass game, like a game, like when you're in well, a game. Well, they were doing it all year. <laughs> yeah, so they're, I don't think that's the doing case, it all year. Like you said. I mean, I it's I don't really know why they do it, bro. I think it makes no sense. No other team is doing. No other team is doing I've that. I've never heard of it till last year. <laughs> the Patriots, the Patriots have done it before. Have they? Um, yeah. Other teams have done it too. Oh, I've never, I've never even. I mean, obviously, I, I don't pay attention to like other teams like that. Like, I, I would do it if I had two guards who are not really good or they're young or they're young and they need to be fresh or just something i'll do it that that for that but if you have an, an a, a good enough guard which graham kalaskow is a good enough guard he's good he's good man really good he's he's, he's, he's damn good no he's not sir he's good <laughs> yeah he's good he's pretty good why why would you do that yeah I, I don't know see like this year i understand it a little bit more because you know it, it is younger like you mentioned, they're not the greatest guys. I think Joe Dahl's a little below average. Kenny Wiggins is below average. Jordan yeah. Jackson's, you know, rookie. Stenberg's a rookie. So it makes a little more sense this year. But, you know, last year it made zero sense to me taking Graham Glasgow out of the game. I, I think it made zero sense. If 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 you're, if you're listening in and you know exactly why they did it, please hit me up on Twitter. Say, oh, this is why they did it. And you can let me know. I'm open, you know, all years. You know, I just want to know. Why they did it? I don't. I don't know why they did it. I, I'm shocked. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the tight ends a little bit more. We talked about the offensive line. I want to talk a little bit more about the tight ends. And I want to talk about our first round pick last year, T.J. Hawkinson. What can we expect from T.J. Hawkinson going into 2020? You know, did you guys see that video with him working out with Kittle? The ankle looks good. The ankle looks fine. Yeah, he ankle looks, looks good. good. He looks like he's healthy, recovered. Ankle is good. He looked like he's recovered. Yeah. Malcolm, what could we expect out of Hawk in 2020? All right, I'm not mad. 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 Okay. All right. So T.J. Hawkinson. A lot of people are like, you better say good things about T.J. Hawkinson. All right. So all right. All right. So T.J. Hawkinson. <laughs> I'm expecting him to take a take a leap from what he did last year. He has to. If he has a similar year, 
than he had the year before, things are going to go south really, really bad. I think the fans will turn on him. So I think he has to have a big year this year. He has to. He was eighth our eighth overall pick a couple years ago. And I think he has to play like eighth overall pick. I'm, I know a lot of people don't have that much expectations for him. But when you drop the tight end that high, I mean, shit, they got to produce. So we need more games like week one against the Cardinals. If he give me four to five games like that, maybe six. If he give me seven maybe, games maybe, like that, maybe seven. Maybe if he give me seven <laughs> games like that, okay. If he give me seven games, there's what? How many games this year? Did they sixteen? Did they add the extra year? Next year. I keep forgetting next year. So sixteen games. Added playoffs this year. And 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 okay. If he give me seven games like he did week one, I am a okay with with um T.J. Hawkinson. Hundred percent. Hundred percent happy. Yeah. But I'm expecting I'm expecting big things for TJ. I mean, he has to. He's yeah. eighth overall pick. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. When you take a tight end in the top ten, I mean, it's call it harsh, but I think he's got to be a top five at his position, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not, but I'm not saying rookie year. I'm saying he's got to be top five eventually at that position. In the next in the next three years, he better be a top three tight end in his goddamn league. That's what I'm saying. He's got to be top five in his his position. I don't even say top five. He'll pick number eight. These guys, these top tight ends are fifth rounders. Well, Kenny, what was uh Kenny um Kittle? What was he drafted? Round five? George Kittle, I think, was fourth or yeah, fifth. George, George, yeah, George Kittle. Round, round five? Fourth or fifth. Uh, fourth or like fifth. That. Fourth or fifth. All these guys are drafted late. Yeah. Nah, uh, he's ra- eighth overall pick? Oh, hell no. Nah. You better be a top three tight end, bro. Yeah, I mean, it, it just imagine. Yeah, imagine having a guy like Kelsey or Kittle on this offense is, like, so exciting, though. I just hope he can be that guy, and I think he has potential to be that guy. I mean, I haven't doubted it, but expectations are high for Hawk. This year, next year, I mean, the expectations have to be high. We can't sugarcoat this this guy. You know, he's got to be a top guy. Like Malcolm said, man, we got to get seven games out of him, like great games, like where he's the number one target. Like, when you're drafting a guy that early – Especially at that tight end position, you gotta be that guy. You gotta be that guy. You gotta be George Kittle. You gotta be Travis Kelsey. I mean, right. it just is what it is. You know, you gotta be consistent. You gotta be good for this team. You know, both blocking and in the receiving game. So Hawkinson needs to take a step. And honestly, quote me now. You know, I hope this doesn't backfire on me. T.J. Hawkinson is my breakout player going into 2020. Oh. I think he's. Gonna, I think he's gonna have a really good year. Okay. Really as long as he's healthy, I, I I just I'm imagining Rob Gronkowski in our offense, George Kittle imagine? in our offense right now. I'm just imagining it right now. I think okay. T.J. Hawkinson will be a Pro Bowler this year. Oh shit! Quote me. Oh wow. <laughs> Yo, okay. the, the, the reason why I didn't say that that he's gonna be a Pro Bowler, I'm a little worried. Fans, yeah. Another reason why I'm a little worried is because I look at De- uh, Daryl Bevel. And I'm looking at the tight ends he had in his past offenses. And none of them really did anything. Yeah, but he likes the 12 personnel a lot. He does, to block. Yeah. <laughs> to, to block. Like, I don't, like, looking at Seattle, okay, who are their tight ends? No. Uh, Luke Wilson. Jimmy Graham. And, and the thing, that, the reason, yeah, yeah, Jimmy Graham, but what did Jimmy Graham do? He showed nothing but regress from when he had, when he was with the Saints. Yeah. He went for he went for the Saints. He was balling out. Then he goes to the yeah. Seahawks and he just regressed. And the thing yeah. that concerned me the most is because we had a guy, we had Jesse James who was completely invisible last year. Yeah. They didn't get him good. in. He was just wasn't good though. I don't know. Did they even try he, to get him involved? He, he, they even tried to get him. He dropped the ball a couple times. He, he, he gave him a couple opportunities. <laughs> I know, but they didn't even they didn't even attempt to get him involved in the offense. I mean, like. I tweeted this today. It's like I think it was Logan Lamingers. Like, wh- like, what would you consider a successful season for Hawkinson? And I said probably like 700 to 750 yards with six touchdowns. And here's why: you still have Kenny Galladay and you still have Marvin Jones. Those guys each should get a thousand if they're healthy, right? They're like. Then you have Danny Amendola, Marvin Hall. Those guys like could go off in any game too. And then you had DeAndre Swift, who's a great receiver out of the backfield. There you go. So like I'm glad, I'm glad you I, I fixed that. that for you, Malcolm. Yeah. <laughs> then they also added uh, Jason Huntley, who they like. I saw like they kind of view him like a JD McKissick type of player. Yep. Eric Schlitz said that. I read that in one of his articles. So I mean, there's yep. only one ball to go around. 
But I'm expecting big things out of Hack. He bulked up. I mean, he looks bigger, bro. He looks stronger and bigger. He's working out with Kittle. I think Bev will uh, get him involved. Also, last year, if you guys remember when, like, they were talking about, like, building a foundation or whatever, they view Hawkinson as that foundation. Dave Briquette said that. They said, like, they view Hawk as one of their foundation pieces. Like, they're really high on that kid. Well, so they drafted him eight overall. Yeah, I mean, better, better be. be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. They, he has to, like, produce. If he doesn't produce next year, then you start to have some questions. The thing is, yeah. I'm not really too worried about this year. I mean, I'm looking at all right. This is going to be a sophomore year. Could he break out? Sure. But he, the thing is, tight ends, they take longer than usual. So I'm giving him I'm giving him three years. I'm giving yeah. him three years. Every draft pick, I think, needs three years. Bill Belichick I give, says he I'm giving him, I'm give, Yeah, I'm giving him exactly three years. Yeah. Um. Because but he's gotta be more productive from his rookie year, though. He will. He, I think he will be. Uh, I mean, unless I mean anything can happen, Duke could get injured. I mean, who knows? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, bearing no injuries. I mean, shoot, he missed a lot of games last year, so he better have a better. If he's on the field, he better have a better year than last year. He was completely invisible after week two, and that's another thing. That's why I'm, I'm a little bit worried. Like week one, they showed that they, you know, they they could use him, and then it's like they just completely went away with that the rest of the year. They stopped using tight ends. Away from him. I think teams kind of like shifted a little of their focus towards Hawk a little. Yeah. And that left they, like guys like uh, Marv or like Kenny. It's it, pick your poison. So yeah, if you want yeah, to like double yeah, I get you. Kenny, you go to Hawk. You want to double Marv, go to like Kenny or Hawk. You know, it's like you can't cover everyone on the team, which is nice to have. Yeah, they just need to stay healthy. That's all they need to. They need to stay healthy. They, they do have a lot of weapons. They have a lot of weapons, and you're right. It is a pick-your-poison type situation. But still, I mean, even if he's being double-covered, I think eventually he needs to be the focal point of his offense. He needs to be that guy. He needs to be the the the, the, the Travis Kelsey of the Detroit yeah. Lions. That's what he needs to yeah. be. We drafted him eight overall. So eventually. I'm not saying this year or next year. Right. I'm saying eventually, three years from now, he needs to be up there. I agree. Yeah. We'll see. I have high expectations for Hawk going into this year. I didn't love the draft pick, but I still have high expectations for the guy. He was still my tight end one. Don't, don't, don't talk to me about that draft pick because I'm yeah. still mad about – Um, I mean, he's on the team now, man. Just can't like it's, – It's not It's not nothing against him. It's Jacksonville's fault. It's Jacksonville's fault. <laughs> you wanted Josh Allen, <laughs> I'm still right? mad. I'm still mad at Jacksonville for taking Josh Bro, Allen. I love Josh Allen, man. Yeah, I'm oh, still mad God. at Jacksonville for taking Josh Allen. So it's not even against Hawk. It's just the Jacksonville pick that – to this day, I'm still mad. It's all right. It's all right. We'll be fine. That's why when I go to Jacksonville this year, I'm I'm they're gonna know. They're gonna know. We got a part. We got a pretty good. He's not Josh Allen, but I mean he has potential to be like better maybe than him. I don't know. We'll see. That's, Ooh, that's not say that. Wow. That's not, that's not that's say not, that. I said we'll see. I, I said we'll see. Hold <laughs> up. Right. He has to stay healthy. He has to learn how to stop the run. But nah, he's he's it. athletic as hell, man. Didn't Josh Allen rookie year get like ten sacks? Yeah. That's high expectation. I don't yeah, think like this year. I'm saying like in the future. That's still mm-hmm. a hot take. <laughs> I said we'll see though. I didn't we say we could have potentially had that. We could have had that on our roster, bro. Yeah. We could have had a 10 sack rookie guy right, on our roster, I'll, I'll, I'll man. I'm trying to cry now. Stop. Stop. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we never talk about defensive linemen right now. We're talking about offensive linemen. So Tyler, go on to the next question, bro. You can't even talk anymore. You made me think of Josh Allen. That's what. That's what hurts me every time you bring up TJ Hawkins and you bring up the draft. Like I immediately think of that because I remember sitting in my couch. And we they got to pick seven. Well, at first they passed the the Giants. Then they passed the Giants. The Giants picked somebody else. They picked they, Danny Jones. They picked Danny Jones. And then first. I was like, yeah. and then it was a, the the Jaguars. I'm like, all right. Then they don't need they don't need Josh Allen. He doesn't fit that scheme. And I was like, this is it. And then they picked him. And then my heart was just. Well, he's very that damn scheme pretty well, man. He's I say very damn well for that scheme nicely. Yeah, now you fit. He can fit. He can play any scheme. Four three, three four, four three, five three. It doesn't matter what it is, man. He five plays. three. Yeah. <laughs> Next question, Tyler. All right, Mel- Malcolm, did you drink? <laughs> no, man. I'm all just right. saying because brought up that pick and then just making me is making me emotional, man. But it is all what right. it is. All right. Making you think crazy now. Thinking <laughs> a five three defensive front. <laughs> All right, let's get into the next question. I want us to talk about the tight end position. All right, so I want to talk about the tight end position a little bit more. So we drafted Isaac Nauta last year in the seventh round. We signed Hunter Bryant, undrafted free agent from Washington, who was a pretty productive tight end and was viewed 
one of the better tight ends in a very weak, weak, weak class. One of the weakest class, the weakest class tight end class I've ever seen ever. So that's not saying very much, but he was viewed as one of the top guys in this class. And then Isaac Nada was a guy we actually liked before the combine. So right. are these two guys, maybe one of them, a good replacement for Logan Thomas? For a guy we had last year who was actually pretty productive in this offense, sometimes a little too much, you know, <laughs> too much action to Logan Thomas, but. Are these guys a good replacement for him? Do you think they could do the similar sh- stuff to Logan Thomas or maybe even better or, you know, maybe it's worse? What do you guys think? I'll start off with Pierre. I'm going to be honest. I think, like, Nada might be more in competition with Nick Bodden, kind of, because I don't think the Lions want to carry, like, will they carry a fullback? Will they carry, like, five or, like, four tight ends instead of, like, three, you know? So... I don't know. Could they be Logan? Logan Thomas is pretty damn athletic, bro. I don't think those guys have his athleticism. Obviously, not a dozen. Hunter Bryant, like an athletic tight end? I forgot. Um, I believe he is, actually, a little bit. Don't quote me on that, but I believe he is. I mean, yeah, he's an okay athlete. Yeah, his RAS score is 595, which is an average athlete. He ran a 474, which is a decent. He's like, he's all right. 32 and a half vertical jump. He's a better athlete than Nada. He's not, like, none of those guys are Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas is just a freak athlete. Um, I don't know if they can necessarily replace him. I, I don't know how to say this. I, they're not going to replace him, bro. You can't replace him with those two guys. I think it's going to be like Brian probably be three, and then Nod will be more like that fullback type of role. That's what I think right now, but it's too early to tell. You got to wait. Okay. So my follow-up question to that, you don't see them replacing Logan Thomas. So with that, no. with them letting Logan Thomas walk, does that open up more of a role for Jesse and Hawk? Yeah, and I think the wide Marvin Hall too. Like you don't forget about Marvin Hall. He was. Oh, I'm just talking tight ends. I'm talking just tight ends right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, because Jesse James was paid how much? Like six mil a year, and then Hawk was your number eight overall pick. Those guys have to get involved. But then, like I said earlier, there's only one ball to go around. Yeah. So, but I'm saying, like those, you know, passes that went to Logan Thomas last year, the targets that went to Logan Thomas. Do they now go more to TJ Hawkinson? Do they now go more to Jesse James? Instead of trying to get that third tight end involved like Hunter Brown. No, I Brunt think actually they go probably more to the backs and wide receivers. I know uh, you said like it doesn't count. I think it's going to go more to Swift and Huntley kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then they'll go more to like Marvin Hall. Okay. Dola. Yeah, I think. And then the tight ends are used for more for blocking, which Logan Thomas wasn't really good known for blocking, right. obviously. He was more of a receiving tight end. Right. So I see, I see what you mean. You're saying they're going to get the running backs more of a vocal offense in the passing game and use the tight ends more as run blockers and pass blockers for protection, which with a little mix of in the passing game. Yeah, I mean, if you see their offseason, they added two receivers out of the backfield, Huntley and Swift. So I think that's their yeah. plan. Okay. Okay. That's that's interesting. Okay. What, what about you, Malcolm? For this tight end number three, I think I really hope they add, you know, the best blocker. Or we're going to be the best blocker. Which I think is Nada. Yeah, which I think is Nada. Um, I think he wins a spot as a third, that third tight end. Okay. Uh, So you think they go different route than last year? Because Logan Thomas was the complete opposite. He's not a great blocker and more of a receiving tight end. I mean, you see what they're doing with the offensive line. They're they're showing everything that they want to run the ball. So you you definitely need a a, a solid um, third tight end that can block especially in the goal line situations where yeah you know when you when you're running heavy up front you know you can have that third tight end there to the actual the actual blocker so yeah I'm, I'm expecting a blocker to be up there then versus a guy who's who's weak at blocking um okay like like we had last year with um logan thomas so if i'm not mistaken i believe hunter bryant's not a very good blocking tight end i believe not, receiver, not as, yeah. yeah he's he's like he is like a logan thomas kind of or like yeah. a, like i mentioned like a broke man or smith I see him as a practice squad player. He's not, he's not you know, no. Yeah, yeah I have, I have, I have him fair. as a practice squad player. Honest, I think they're going to add another tight end probably because I don't think either of that guy is really tight end three. Like, I'm, we're looking at the roster right now. I'd say maybe Harrison Bryan, but, like, I think they're going to add another tight end. There's, like, a couple out there right now. A guy, that, com- a guy that comes to my head, and he's a lion killer, honestly, Ed Dixon. That's a blocker, too. You remember veteran, Ed Dixon? Veteran presence? Veteran presence? I mean, I'll love yeah. him. I mean, I could see them at him. Would Ed Dixon want to be three, though? I think maybe they'll add more like, like a uh, I mean, but like Ed a Dixon like a blocker How old is he? Receiver. How old is he? No idea. I think he's, he's upper. He's he's up there. He's like 36, let's, 35, 30. You don't let's think 35, ask Siri, 36? Let's ask Siri on the spot. 
Okay. Siri, how old is Ed Dixon, tight end from the Seattle Seahawks? I do not, I do not know the answer to that. Fucking These answer. are the tight ends for the Seahawks. Goddamn. Told you, iPhones. If you just said okay, Google. If you just said okay, Google, it would have came right up. I got you. <laughs> hey Siri, how old is Ed Dixon? Watch this, the British Ed lady. Dixon is thirty-two years old. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say? <laughs> So he's, he's 32. 32. He's 32. 32. I knew he was, I knew he was in his 30s. I mean, I, I went I went high, but he's 32 years old. He's a tight end, 32-year-old tight end. Tight end. What role does he want? Shit. He, I mean, if James struggles, he could take over tight end two. James could be three if he if he plays well. They, I mean, they he, he's three. Year. They did that last year with Logan Thomas. They said, you know, F you, Jesse. We're going to play Logan Thomas more than you. <laughs> Pretty much. They did do that, yeah. So they're not afraid to do that, obviously. <laughs> so... That's a guy that comes to my mind. I would love that signing. I like him more than Nada and uh, Hunter Bryant. I think he's a great blocking tight end. I think you could use right. him in the passing game as well. We, you know, we've seen it versus us twice now. When he was on the Panthers in 17, we saw it in 18 with the Seahawks. So he's yeah. killed us both in the passing and the blocking game. I think he's a molar too. Helps the run game a lot too. So that's a guy I'm looking out for. He still remains unsigned right now. 32 years old, one year con- one year deal. Sign me up, man. I like Ed Dixon a lot. Is that tight end three? Get get some more experience to go with Hawk and Jesse James. So I'll throw that one out there. That's a name I would look out for potentially. I'm not saying that's necessarily we're going to go after him, but I like the the option. But if we're going from what we have on the roster, I prefer Isaac Nauta. I like you guys' point of getting more of a blocking tight end more than a receiving tight end. Because like you mentioned, I think they could use those backs. I think they could use those receivers. And they don't need another, you know, weapon like that. So I, I like the option of Isaac Nada on goal line situation when you need an extra block because I don't think Hunter Bryant's a good blocker, and that's not a situation where I rather prefer Isaac Nada in that situation than Hunter Bryant if we're on the two yard line and you know we're trying to just plow in with Carryon Johnson, Bo Scarborough, or DeAndre right. Swift, or etc. I, I prefer Isaac Nada on the field over Hunter Bryant. So if we're going with what we got on the current roster, I uh, I would say uh, Isaac Nada. Uh, before Hunter Bryant as well, and and he's been working he's been working with Stafford too so and hopefully Hawk. and Hawk yeah so yeah. hopefully he comes in and has a big year you know last year was his rookie year he was a rookie last yeah. year yep. so yeah year two I mean there's still hope for that guy yeah we'll somewhat see. all right my last question for you guys is um I'll ask him separately so two questions actually should we be satisfied with the offensive line going to 2020. Um, I'm not really concerned about it. Like, I'm not saying, oh, they need to go sign a guard. Oh, they need to sign a center. They need to sign. I'm not. I'm like, I'm fine with it. I'm like, okay with it, I guess. Okay. So you like the depth on our team? And it, it I serves- actually like it. I, I like it. Yeah. I'm not like. I'm not. It's not like I love it, but I like it. Satisfied. Yeah. Okay. Malcolm. Yeah. Sat- yeah. I'm, sat- I'm satisfied with it. Um, I like. I see what they're doing. I see what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Definitely want to do what I wanted to seem to do since we lost Barry Sanders, yeah. which is run the goddamn ball. And yep. you can tell that they want to do it, so I'm happy with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely satisfied with it. Yeah, I agree. I'm satisfied with that. I, I agree with Pierre. I don't think they need to go out and sign a guy in the market. You know, maybe if he told me this back in March, I'd say, hell yeah, you know, I'm not satisfied. I think they need to go out in the market right. and go get somebody. But, you know, they got Big V, and then I love what they did in the draft in the offensive line. I love Jonah Jackson, like I mentioned, was my second uh, interior offensive lineman in the class. Mm-hmm. And then they got another one in the fourth round in Stenberg. So, if you told me this back in March, I'd say, no, I'm not satisfied with it. But now, after April, I'm satisfied with that. I think they did a good enough job. I think they addressed the need. You know, I'm still a little hurt that Graham Glasgow's on the line, but I understand. So, but overall, I'm satisfied with it. Like I mentioned, I think they're, you know, like around that 15, 16 range of offensive lines in the NFL, which is good enough to win, right? So, yeah. Yeah. I'm satisfied. Wait, before you go to the next one, let me, let me ask you a really quick question. Do you guys yeah. think the Lions are going to do something stupid? And um, make the running game predictable by subbing Stunberg on running plays. <laughs> I hope and then, not. That's why. No, that's why man, I told, they won't I, do I, that. I told you, man. I just want a consistent five. Just a consistent five. They out won't there. do that because last year when they rotated guys in, they rotated them for like like a whole series. They didn't rotate them out. For that's plays. true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They, they, because. So. Because you know we did that with tight ends, so it was so it was so so dumb. When we had Ebron. Every time Ebron went out the game, we ran the ball. Well, yeah. the guy couldn't block shit. Yeah, so. Exactly, that's what teams knew when the Ebron left the game. In the game one of the yeah. best block tight ends in the league. <laughs> like, all right, they're most likely gonna try to run the ball here. Yeah. All right, so that's a- there wasn't creativity. <laughs> 
I mean, for real, Lombardi and JBC, bro, they were like JBC was good at the beginning, but then once teams figured it out, he didn't adjust. He didn't. Lombardi was just a disaster. So, all right, I just I just want to get that question out of the way, just making sure, okay? Cause I'm hoping they wasn't gonna do nothing stupid like that. But all right, so. all right, yeah, they, they're gonna do series and not just plays, and yeah, I'm fine with yeah. it. Yeah. Who would have thought right. JBC would have got a running back coach job? Not me. <laughs> He's Le'Veon Bell's running back coach, if you guys didn't know that. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Me and Malcolm were talking about that before an episode the other day. <laughs> we were shook. Well, him and Gates are boys, so. Yeah, both crackheads. Why are your friends? <laughs> <laughs> At least Gates is a crackhead. <laughs> 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 All right, let's go into my last question. And I just asked about the offensive line. Should we be satisfied? Let's go in with the other position we've been talking about, the tight end group. Should we be satisfied going with the tight end group going to 2020? I think I already know you guys' answer, but I think we already said no. I think we should go out for another guy. So, Malcolm, what do you think? You said am I satisfied with this tight end group? Yeah. I wouldn't mind them getting another guy, but if they didn't get another guy, I'll be fine with it because I have high hopes in Hawk. Yeah. He better play well. <laughs> he better. He, he, just play, he, should, he should play well, so I'm okay with it. If they got another guy, would I be like, oh, we got another guy? No, I'll be happy about it. But, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with this tight end group. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say I'm satisfied, but I, I don't mind it, like like what you said. I, I wouldn't mind another guy, like another blocking – a better block tight end. If they, didn't, if they didn't get another guy – no, I wouldn't feel about I, it. I wouldn't like throw a feud or anything and say, "Oh yeah. my lord, the Lions didn't sign another tight end." Are you kidding me? <laughs> Hell no, I, I, I don't care that much. I think we got our main two guys, and I think exactly. I'm, I'm just nitpicking at that point, saying we need another better three. That's all it is, right. essentially. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm, you guys. Yeah, I'm just a little nitpicking there, but overall, I think it's all right. You know, it's yeah. serviceable, gets through the job. So yeah, and and, and if talk if talk if if Hawk. Has a year that Pierre has him. He's had him with 700 yards, 40 like receptions. They said on Twitter was, what would you consider a success for hockey? Yeah. And I said like 700 to 750 with like five to six touchdowns. I think hey, if, if that, that happens, I'm happy. Right. For year two of Hawk, and he does that for year two, I'm happy with that. Year two. So, yeah, I'm satisfied with it. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. That is a wrap to episode one, 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 episode one eleven of the Pride yep. Podcast. Yep. Hope you guys all enjoyed. And that's actually wild, man. One eleven. Who would have thought yep. we would ever hit triple ones? Go play the lottery now. Yep. <laughs> all right, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed our coverage of the offensive line and tight end group. And yep. we'll get into some of the other positions. We still got to cover the running backs. We still got to cover the quarter just the running backs right yeah just the running backs and qb and then oh man are we doing special teams um we have a little battle let us know let let us know do you guys want i mean punter is actually an interesting discussion this year so um maybe maybe, yeah maybe people people may want to know who's our punter stay tuned then stay tuned man we'll we'll get on that maybe all right uh i hope you guys enjoyed like i mentioned and i'm out guys peace All right, guys, stay safe, and I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all, peace out. Peace.